must love him, church, as Brother Luper comes. Brother Luper. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't we lift our hands toward heaven and give God some praise today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you today. We praise you today. We magnify you today, God. You are great. You are worthy. You are mighty. Lord, you're worthy of all of our praises, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's good to be in the house of God today. Amen. So thankful for God's mercy, God's goodness, God's grace, all that God has done for us today, and for God allowing us to be in His house to worship and to praise His wonderful name. Lord bless you. you may be seated for a few moments. And it is so good to see everyone that is here in the house of God today. And uh, I count it an honor and a privilege of mine to be here and for you to be here. Amen. To all of our guests today, we welcome you and want you to know that you are welcome. And we're glad uh, that you are here with us today to worship God together. Amen. It's so good to see Brother Mike and Sister Leon and their family here today. And uh, good to see Sister Whitney here today. Glad that she's here. Good to see Amy and Dale back again today. And uh, they look good sitting back there, just needing to be here every Sunday. And uh, so uh, we're glad that they're here. And uh, good to see uh, Brother and Sister East and their daughter here in church today. And uh, it's good to see everybody that is here that just should be here. And uh, so thankful that you're here today. And any other guests, Brother Cooper made mention of some others, and we are so thankful that you are here in the house of God with us. Remember uh, service tonight. Let's come praying, expecting and believing the Lord for a great move of the Holy Ghost, and uh, expect God to do something great for us in the service tonight. The young uh, marrieds, not so young and young marriage, anyone that fits, I guess, pretty much between uh, young adults and the Golden Eagle crowd, because that's the only thing we have in between there, is welcome. We're going to have a, a eating meeting and fellowship at the gym uh, the 23rd, I believe that's this Friday night, starting at 6 o'clock. And uh, I think Brother Randall's going to have a barbecue pit, so if you want anything to eat, bring it, and somebody be cooking it or whatever we need to do there. And then afterwards, we'll be playing volleyball and games and whatever, so forth. But remember that, and that's this weekend, Friday night, and uh, 6 o'clock at the gym, so don't forget that. And uh, then Friday night, we also have a youth rally. And uh, that's at Brother Lyle's, and uh, we will be taking a group over there. So all of those who are interested in going over there uh, will have further information on that tonight about what time we'll be leaving. So we'll be going over there and coming back uh, Friday night. Choir practice tonight at 5.30, and this includes everyone that is going to be singing in the choir on Easter Sunday morning. So don't forget that. So that is tonight at 5.30. We ask you to be here on time and uh, help the choir. The choir will be singing tonight also. March the 30th, there's another youth rally at Brother Robinson's. This is the same time that the Esther Conference is at um, Brother Burgess's. So uh, my wife will have the van uh, going there. And uh, so she'll be tied up with them. And so I'm going to take a group of boys and boys only. So uh, I hate to do everybody like that, but some of them are going with the young ladies. And then I don't have anybody to watch y'all, so I'll be by myself. So that will be the 30th. And uh, so we have a lot of things in store. And people that say there is nothing to do. Just don't get involved in anything that there is to do. There's always something to do. There's always 
more to do than what we can get done sometimes. But anyway, thank God for a good week this week, bringing us back to his house safe and uh, allowing us to know this glorious truth. Amen. Along with Brother Trey, I'm thankful for the foundation. Amen. I'm thankful that we are built upon a firm foundation that when the storms of life comes, we will not be shaken because the foundation stands sure. If you have your Bibles, you can stand for the reading of the word of the Lord, 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 1. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 1. Very, very familiar passage of scripture, and uh, we have heard this read many times in our hearing, and uh, I have preached from this passage of scripture many times, and I'll try my best to do so again this morning. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse number 1, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. A lot of people that like to hunt thinks that is interpreted that keep killing in season and out of season, but that's not the way that you interpret that scripture. But be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall heap to them or after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. <clears throat> but watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Now looking back at verses number 3, the scripture said, For the time will come when they will not endure. Endure sound doctrine. Verse number five tells us that we are to endure afflictions. Endure afflictions. Verse number seven tells us that Paul said of himself, I have fought a good fight. I have fought a good fight. I finished my course, I have kept the faith. Before you are seated this morning, let's go to the Lord in prayer. A little quiet in here today. Amen. Let's stir things up a little bit. Let's have a move of God this morning. God, we love you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for what we have already heard in the reading of your word, the teaching of your word. We ask you, God, for your anointing this morning. Let your glory fill this house, God. We ask you, Savior, in your precious name to open up the windows of heaven, God. Speak to our hearts today. Speak to our souls. Feed us, God, from that heavenly table. And we come to praise you. We come to lift up your name. We come to magnify you. We come to worship you today, God. We come to give you glory today, God, because you are a mighty God. You are a powerful God, and we love you. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord bless you. You may be seated. And I want to preach to you for a few moments this morning about simply endurance. 
endurance. Endurance is something that is very important to all of us. And no matter what walk of life that you are in, no matter uh, what direction that you are headed, no matter what you are doing in life, on your job, in your home, raising children, marriage, no matter what, what place that you find yourself today, there is endurance. If you're putting up with your parents, teenagers, it's endurance. Sometimes you just got to endure the pain and the shame and the embarrassment that they cause you at times by coming out and dressed in an unstylish way by the shape of their body at times. Sometimes it is embarrassing. You must endure as a good soldier. Just keep the faith. Because as they are, you shall be. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I tell you what, things catch up with you. And uh, it catches up with you awful quick. And uh, you have to, that's the reason why you just keep going. If it catches me, it's going to catch me moving. And uh, if death catches me, it's going to have to chase me down and catch me because I'm going to be running as fast as I can. So there is endurance in all walks of life in whatever we set out to do. Every day is not a, just a stroll in the park as to speak. It's not just a... A, um, just an easy way to go all the time. Sometimes we fight against opposition. Sometimes uh, things come against us that hinder us from what we want to do. It's, it seems like, like, uh, like, you know, sometimes it's, you wonder if, if the enjoyment in something is worth the pain. Every once in a while, um, sometimes uh, going uh, camping. I love to go camping. I love I love to camp in a nice way. I really not too much into the tents and stuff. Uh, every once in a while, I set up a tent where the kids can play in it. But at night, I always find myself back in the motorhome in the comforts of of uh, the shelter of the air condition and where you can spray a little fogger in there and get rid of all the mosquitoes. Now, that's camping. That's enjoyable camping. But sometimes when I'm getting everything together and um, I'm hooking up to everything and I'm trying to get all the groceries together and trying to get all the, uh, all the camping stuff together and uh, we got this and we got that when you get there, you're in such a bad mood. And I can remember one time I was, I was going camping and we had been working, trying to get everything done where we could leave early Monday morning and I already had reservations there and I knew what, what my campsite was and everything. So by the time we got up there, it was about 12 o'clock at night or early in the morning. We just got there early Tuesday morning instead of early Monday morning. Everything seemed like, you know, everything was distracting us from getting the job done. So I'm pulling in there and it's dark and I'm trying to unhook from this and that and back the motor home in the campsite. And uh, the host of the campground come by and he said, what are you doing? Well, I was already not in a good mood. And um, he, I said, well, I'm pulling into the campsite. He said, well, why you come in so late? I said, Holy Ghost work, please. It worked, but it didn't work real strong. <laughs> but, uh, and sometimes we get, we get to do something or, and you wonder... Man, would not it be easier just to stay at home? Yep. 
And, uh, you know, you, you try to do something and this breaks or that breaks and you wonder, my Lord, have mercy, is it not easy? But no matter what you do, if you're doing something, going on a vacation is kind of hectic at times. And I think about the most fun is when you get back home. And uh, so it's, when you go on vacation, you got to get up at 6 o'clock every morning and hit and running because you got so many things planned that you've got to see. One time we were on vacation and I said, do we have to go see this today? Can we not just lay here for a while? And we're on vacation, man. we got to see all we can see in a short period of time. And you come home and you just, oh my Lord, you can't do nothing when you get home because you're so tired from vacation. But that's endurance. No matter what you do in life, you've got to endure some things. Because there are, there are some things about life that just takes endurance. The scripture said, in speaking as Paul, speaking here in 2 Timothy chapter 4, uh, talking about uh, six characteristics of the last days. And uh, he said, the first thing that they will get to the place where they will not endure sound doctrine. Now, sound doctrine should not be something that we have to endure. We should not look like, look at it through those eyes of, my Lord, and I know some of you come to church and said, Oh God, we got to endure that again. We got to hear that again. Surely not again, God. Surely something else tonight. And we are enduring sound doctrine. But, but Paul said there's going to be a time where people will not just simply endure. What, what is it talking about here? It's talking about when the doctrine conflicts and is contrary to our way of thinking and our way of life. That we have to endure it and allow God to change us. The scripture said that they will increase in lust and sin. This is what's going to happen in the last days. Then the third thing they were add, they will add one teacher to another and wander from one church to another to try to find those who will agree with their philosophy and their opinions and their way of thinking. I will have to find me another preacher because I'm just not getting fed. Well, it's not that. The majority of the time it's because you're just not really interested in enduring the sound doctrine. Going to have to find me another church. That church just ain't working. You know, there, there, is, there is certain situations sometimes that occur. But God's not into you moving around from one place to the other until you find one that totally agrees with you. Because where you are in a group of people, you're in a group of imperfect people. With imperfect and unpleasant things happening every once in a while. So sometimes we have to endure some things. They will have itching ears. They will desire speakers who will tickle their ears and excuse their passion in the name of religion. Just give me something that's going to make me feel good. Don't give me anything that's going to be for correction or Reproof of anything that I am doing, but give me one of those Mother Hubbard messages. You know what that is, don't you? That covers everything and touches nothing. That's a Mother Hubbard message. That, that it just, it sounds good, but then you could probably preach that in any setting that you are in of any religious belief, but they will heap to themselves speakers. That's what kind of society that we are in, we are living in today. We are living in the last days that people have preachers and teachers that 
that are you you come to church as you are and you leave the same way that you came i'm still serving a god that loves you too much to leave you the way that you came amen amen they will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears tickle my ears tell me things that please me they will turn away their ears from the truth which strips them from sin and demand their wholehearted consecration to Christ. Everybody likes a little church, or not everybody, but probably 90% of the people likes a little church. But when church starts conflicting with our other interests and our other desires, we say, oh no, we can't have that because... When you go to the real house of God, you are not comfortable sitting there with sin in your life. Amen. God wants to strip sin out of your life and make you and create you into the person that God wants you to be. Amen. Amen. They will turn to fables. And false religion that pamper the flesh and condone sin. My Lord, are we living in the last days or what? They will heap to themselves and they will turn to fables. Believing, man, people rather believe a lie than they would be, be believing the truth. People turn to fables. They're looking to different ideas and philosophies and opinions and they're getting so far away from this book that nothing that they do seems to have or make any sense whatsoever. They have drifted away from the center point. This is the foundation. And here we're going to find we're going to find our guidelines. <coughs> we're going to find <clears throat> the basis for our belief. Amen. People has gotten so far into fables that they've written their own religion and their own philosophy. Amen. We are built upon the apostles' doctrine. Amen. If it's not built upon that, it's not built on a solid foundation. There might be good peoples in every different walks of life. There might be good people in different uh, religious sects. There might be good people that don't even go to church. But I want to tell you, if you're going to do it like God says, you've got to get in God's book. Amen. <clears throat> they, will they will turn to fables. False religion. One of the the fastest growing religions of our day is so false and so perverse and so far-fetched. Amen. The Muslim, I hate to even call it religion, but the Muslim belief and philosophy is so far out there. Crazy ideas and opinions, but people rather believe something far-fetched than they would be believing the truth. Amen. The scripture said in the beginning God created. That's simple. God made it. God spoke it into existence. But people today rather believe some far-fetched thing that out of nothing came a great big boom. I don't understand how they believe all of these things because I don't get into studying false belief and false false doctrine of what people think the creation became but I want to tell you God said it God spoke it and when God spoke it it come to pass amen amen they think something so far fetched something had to be in control somewhere amen but there is endurance the church must have endurance the church must, if you're, if you're going to live for God, you've got to have some endurance about you. 
It's not all about the sunshiny days. It's not all about a little jingle in your pocket. It's not all about a good car to drive. It's not all about your health. It's not all about your finances. It's not all about your job. But living for God takes some endurance every once in a while. Everything's not going to go just the way that we plan. We plan for things to go. This is what we have planned. But your plan might change at any time. But something that must not ever change is your commitment and your dedication to God. Amen. Amen. People uh, make the vow of marriage. Although today we are living in a society that's a shack up society. And that's what a lot of people has in their religious life is a shack up religion. As long as it's going well, as long as everything is right, me and you are tight. We're on the same page. We're doing good. But you let a little bump in the road. I want to tell you that God still expects us to make a lifelong commitment. It's not you search until you find the right rib and you try this one out a while. It's not like purchasing a car. You go up there and drive three or four and see which one satisfies you the best. Amen. When you enter into a relationship with one another, a husband and wife, which is still between a man and a woman, amen, that you are making a commitment to that one for life. Anything else is not the plan and not the will of God. Amen. And when you make a commitment to God, it's not a Sunday night commitment, but it's a commitment to God. God, if I don't feel you Monday morning, Monday night I'm still on your side. Amen. Things don't always go well in living for God. Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 43 through 44 says, Ye have heard that it hath been said, Jesus said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good unto them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. There's going to be times where people's going to talk about you. There's going to be times where people's going to falsely accuse you. There's going to be times where people, if that's not plain enough, they're just going to write out lie about you. And then something far worse than that, there's going to be sometimes when people gossip about the truth about you. Amen. But what you have got to have made up in your mind and in your spirit, no matter what anybody says. Amen. Why does people get mad at God over something somebody else said anyway? Amen. They get mad at God. Now, now if you say something about me, I'm not going to get mad at my wife because what you said about me. If I get mad at anybody, it's going to be you. Because you're the one that said it. Now we treat God like that. Now they said it, God, so I'm mad at you. No, 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 no. I'm going to quit on God because somebody said something bad about me. You know, I tell you, I wouldn't go to that church, but everybody talks about you. Man, how many of you ever... Ever went to a bar before you got saved? Don't raise your hand. You don't have to commit. You don't have to confess. Amen. But you've been into a bar? They have fights in those places. There have people, if you take your wife in there, you're crazy, number one. But there's going to be people there that's trying to take your wife from you. There's going to be people in there that's trying to take your husband or your girlfriend or your boyfriend from you. They're in there fighting. They get mad and they, man, they have to call the cops in those places that people got shot in the bars before because of confrontation. But you know what they say? Boy, didn't we have a good time. 
And they go right back to those same hell holes again the next Friday night. But you come to church and somebody says something about one of your little willies or, or about you or about somebody that you like, bless God, I just ain't gonna go back down there. I can't believe people talk about, man, you'd go back to a bar in a heartbeat. No matter what happened on last Friday night, man, we're going to have a time. I want to tell you, you're going to have to endure some things if you're going to be saved. Amen. If you're going to have the victory in God that God wants to bring to you, you're going to have to learn, hey, when they say something about me, what am I going to do? I'm going to keep coming back to the house of God. Amen. Because I have made a commitment. Amen. Amen. I'm reminded of a story of a man that was in bed. He is laying in bed on Sunday morning and church time was about to get there and his wife walked into the room and said, aren't you going to get up and go to church? He said, don't nobody down there like me. She said, well, you can't have that attitude. She said, he said, well, said, you know, nobody's going to show up anyway. Well, you can't have that attitude. Well, they just, nobody's going to have a move of God anyway. Well, you can't have that attitude. He said, besides that, name me a couple of reasons why I ought to go to church. She said, well, number one, you ought to go to church because you love God. Number two, you ought to go to church because you are a grown man. And you're a husband and you're a father. And the third and most important reason why you ought to go to church is you're the pastor and they expect you to be there. <laughs> so, sometimes pastoring ain't all it cracked up to be either. You got to have some endurance. Of course, they, nobody's ever talked about me. Nobody's ever said anything about me that wasn't positive. Some of them's been positive they don't like me. <laughs> but you have to have some endurance about serving God. Jesus said you've got to love your enemies. Jesus said you've got to bless them that curse you. Now, now, why would he say that you've got to love them? Why would he say that you've got to bless them? Because he knew there's going to be times that people's going to be your enemies that's going to rise up against you and fight against you. He knew that there was going to be times in our lives that people were going to curse us. He knew that there was going to be times when we were going to have to do good to them who despitefully use us. Amen. So, he said, these days are coming, but you've got to endure sometimes. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 1 through 4, it said, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure. Amen. What does the word endure mean? It means just simply ability to last. The ability to continue. The ability to remain. The ability to stand the pain. The ability to stand the distresses. The ability to stand the fatigue. When you get tired, 
when you get wore out, when you get discouraged, he said, endure hardness as a good soldier. Amen. Amen. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who had called him to be a soldier. Amen. When you enlist in God's army, amen, you've got to make a commitment that no matter if it's easy, it doesn't matter if it's hard. It doesn't matter if it's snowing. It doesn't matter if it's raining. It doesn't matter if it's 120 degrees. It doesn't matter what comes. It doesn't matter what goes. I am enduring because I am enlisted in an army of God. And I'm going to just endure unto the end. Hallelujah. 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 You can't get entangled with the affairs of this life or wondering who's on your side and who's on somebody else's side or who's in this clique or who's in that clique. I want to tell you what, I'm in everybody's clique that is in God's clique. Amen. That's the clique that I joined up for and that's the clique that I'm going to stay in because I found that God is faithful. When my friends are not faithful, God still faithful. Amen. When somebody lets me down, God has never let me down. Amen. When somebody ridicules me, God is still there saying, come on, endure hardship. Come on, keep on living for God. Come on, keep on serving God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, there is some endurance that you just got to keep on keeping on. Amen. I'm reminded of a something I heard a, a man say one time. He said he went to visit this elderly lady that was somewhere around a hundred years old that was in the nursing home and she wasn't playing with all of her marbles at this time. Amen. And said he would talk to her and, and uh, she would, she would kind of communicate every once in a while. And she'd look at him every time he walked in and say, are you yet holding on? And he said, I'm yet holding on, mother. She said, well, just keep on, keep it on then. Amen. I want to tell somebody today, you just keep on keeping on living for God. Amen. It's still the best way. It still works. It's still powerful. God has not forgotten you. And God has not forsaken you. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Who's going to separate you? The Apostle Paul asked a question. He was asking the question to the church. And he said, who are you going to let separate you from the love of God? Shall famine? Shall pestilence? Shall distresses? Shall hunger? Shall famine? Shall war? And all of these things. What? is going to separate you because he was realizing that he was talking to a group of people that was going to allow something to separate them from the love of God because they were people and he was dealing with people. Amen. I ask you a question today. What are you going to let separate you from God? Amen. You've allowed the devil to come in and say if this don't work out I'm going to throw in the towel Amen. That's not God's will. And that's not God's plan. And that's not God's desire. But what God's desire is, you just endure as a good soldier. You keep fighting the war. You keep in the battle. You keep working for God. You keep committed to God. Fight as a good soldier. 
Amen. Endurance. Endurance. I'd like to say, when you started out living for God, or if you don't know God and the power of the Holy Ghost, that when you get the Holy Ghost, everything is going to work out just like you want it. No, it's not going to happen that way. Because the devil, the Apostle Paul said, there, I believe it was the Apostle Paul that said, there's been a mess- messenger of Satan to buffet me. And I prayed, God, remove this thorn in my flesh. We don't know exactly what that thorn was. There's been a lot of different philosophies, ideas, and opinions. But it was something that was battling. He was battling. He was fighting. The great Apostle Paul was fighting something that was coming against him. He said he went to the Lord and he asked God to move it. And God didn't move it. So he went back again sometime later and he asked God, God, remove this problem out of my way. But he said it was put there to buffet me. And he went back again. And he asked, God, remove this thorn. You know what happened? God didn't move it. But he said, my grace is sufficient. He said, oh, God didn't give me what I want. Amen. Some people can't live for God because they don't get everything they want in life. My Lord, how mercy. How foolish. Everything didn't work out just like I had it planned. How foolish. But the Apostle Paul said, My God said, My grace is sufficient. For in your weakness, when you are weak, I am the strong one. Amen. There's going to be times where it's not always enjoyable. Amen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 29, see if you think any of this was enjoyable. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. This is the Apostle Paul talking about some things in his life. I am more in labors, more abundant. In stripes above measure. In prison more frequent. In death oft. Of the Jews five times received I forty stripes save one. Thrice was I beaten with rocks. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeyings often in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of the churches. Now, does that sound like an enjoyable life? We would all, oh, if I could be the Apostle Paul, I believe I'd have it with No. Jesus said, unless you're able to drink the cup that I drink from, (laughs) you're not going to have the things that I have. If I could be the Apostle Paul, he never had a battle. Somebody failed to read their Bible. The Apostle Paul, he wasn't whining. He wasn't crying. He was making a statement to the church at Corinth that you think that you've been through it, that you want to throw in the towel, that you want to give up. 
that you want to turn around? He said, let me remind you. You think that I have all the glory and I have all the honor and I have all the prestige? Let me remind you about the road that I've walked on. I've been in the sea when I could not see sun, moon, or stars. I've been there tied to the whipping post when they were whipping me. I've been ridiculed. I've been talked about. I've had my own brethren to come against me. And you say everything has been lovely with me. But he said, I've been through it. I've been up. I've been down. I've been leveled to the ground. But as long as I have my King Jesus, amen, I've got something on the inside of me that's telling me to go ahead. I've got something on the inside of me that's telling me, hey, just endure. Trouble won't last always. Problems won't last always. It won't rain always in your life. Amen. Get a smile on your face. Get a spring in your step. Get some glory in your hallelujah and say, God, I'm in it for everything. I'm in it for the long haul, God. I'm here until you come back for your church. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. Who is weak? Who is weak? And I am not weak. Who is offended? Amen. How many people do we know today that are not here right now because they got offended? I got offended. They just offended me. They just offended me, so I ain't, ain't going to come back. Offended. Paul said, I didn't get offended. I didn't want to quit. He said, who is offended? Anybody here offended today? Anybody offended? Anybody ever been offended? Everybody even felt like you've been mistreated? Everybody any felt like somebody didn't like you? Everybody ever felt like you know, somebody had something against you. Just what they got against me? What are, what are they against me for? Why do they treat me like that? Why don't they speak to me? Why don't they have anything? Why don't they invite me? Just so I tell you what, I just can't go to church. Somebody just don't speak to me. Preacher didn't even shake my hand. Couldn't help. I was coming in down the other side of the aisle trying to get to the platform to start service. And you left before church was over. Preacher didn't even shake my hand. I tell you what, if y'all wait till after church and I'll come up here in the front while people's got me surrounded, everybody comes up here, I'll be glad to shake your hand. But I tell you, I just can't have, can't have no preacher like that. Can't have no church family like that. They just, oh, but we get offended. Paul said, I've been, I've, I've had stripes of my own brethren. I've had perils of my own countrymen. I've had trouble within and trouble without. But yet I burn not. You say I'm weak. You say I can't make it. I want to know who in here is weak. Amen. I want to tell you, you've got to have some endurance. The ability to do just something as simple as stand. Amen. When you've done all the Scripture said to stand, just stand therefore and see the salvation of God. Amen. Keep on keeping on. Keep on trucking. Don't stop. Don't quit. Don't turn around. Just endure until the end. Amen. The scripture said what God will do for his people in Psalms 89, 26 through 29. He shall cry unto me. Thou art my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. Also, I will make him my firstborn. When they cry out to me, this is what God will do. I will make unto him my firstborn. Higher than the kings of the earth. My mercy will I keep for him forevermore. 
and my covenant shall stand fast with him. His seed also will I make endure forever. And his throne as the days of heaven. His seed I'm going to make endure forever. Why? Because he said, you're my God, you're my Father, you're my rock, and you're my foundation, you're my salvation, you're my everything, you're my all and my all. Where else could I go but to God? Who am I going to run to but God? God said, when you have committed your ways unto me, this is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to make you okay. I'm going to make you endure. And then your seed is going to endure. I want to tell you, parents, you better hang on if you want your children to hang on. Amen. You can't get disgruntled if you don't want your kids to get disgruntled. Amen. you got to stay in the church to keep them in the church. You've got to endure to show them some endurance. Hey, everything's going to be alright. I'm going to make it. We're in this. We're going all the way for God. I didn't start this to quit, but I started to finish. Hallelujah. We must make it until the end if they get ready to Sing this morning, I'm about ready to close. Matthew chapter 10, verse 21 and 22. And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death. And the father, the child. And the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. These are things that's going to take place. In the last days. And ye shall be hated. Of all men. For what? For my name's sake. Because you've got Jesus. It's amazing how offensive the name of Jesus is to the world today. You can use God, you can use Lord, you can use Savior, you can use everything in your prayer. But don't say the name of Jesus. How crazy has this world gotten to today? You're going to be hated of all men for my name's sake. Well, why are we so, why are we so, so crazy about the name of Jesus? Jesus only. No, we're not just Jesus only. We're Jesus in everything. Everything you do in word and deed. Do all in the name. Because I once was lost. I once was on my way to hell. I once was covered with sin and shame. But I went down in Jesus' name. Woo! And when I come up, I have never, ever, ever, ever been the same. Why? It wasn't because I just got wet. It was a simple reason why when I went down, the preacher said, I'm baptizing you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Any other way, you just get wet until you use a name that is hated among men. That is offensive to men. But Mohammed didn't die for me. Allah didn't die for me. Buddha didn't die for me. But Jesus went to a cross and allowed them to nail him to the cross. And that blood trickled down and hit the ground. And one drop of His precious blood was shed for me. And I want to tell you ever since the day that I've had the experience of knowing this glorious truth. Amen. It's Jesus all over my life. Amen. Let them say what they will. Let them do what they want to. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me, I'm going to endure unto the end. 
For all men, let us all stand. You shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. It amazes me sometimes people say, Oh, when they start persecuting the church, bless God, they're not going to keep me out of the church. Oh, come on. You let tiredness keep you out of the church. You let hard days at work keep you out of church. You let what somebody said about you keep you out of church. I tell you what, when they're standing here with guns, they just might get ready to shoot me because I'm going to the house of God. No, you won't. If you can't go with the footman, what are you going to do when the horses start running? Endure hardness. As a good soldier, I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. I committed to this. It was not something that I'd done on the spur of the moment. But I am committed. And when I committed, I'm in it for the long haul. When they talk about you, you will be hated for my name's sake. But what does it say after that? But he that endureth. But he that endureth. What's going to happen to him that endureth unto the end? I want to tell you, if you're going to be saved, you're going to have to endure. If you're going to be saved, you're going to have to learn how to cope with some things. If you're going to be saved, you're going to have to learn how to let some things roll off of your back. If you're going to be saved, you're going to have to learn how to just keep on a trucking when the going gets rough and when the going gets tough. I am going to endure because I know I'm going to have victory. I may not feel victorious right now, but victory is on the way. Holy Ghost is on the way. Joy is on the way. Hallelujah. Enduring. Enduring to the end. Enduring to the end. Enduring to the end. Just keep on playing until the end. Enduring until the end. You just got to keep on enduring. Just keep on enduring. No matter what happens. No matter what comes your way. No matter if it's health. No matter if it's strength. No matter if it's sickness. No matter if it's riches. No matter if it's poverty. No matter if it's fullness. No matter if it's hunger. It doesn't matter what happens. I'm just going to endure. I wonder right now. Is there anybody in this house that wants to step out and say, I've had a hard time. I must admit some things hasn't went my way. Some trouble has come that I haven't understood. Amen. Some things has happened that I can't explain. But I want to tell you from this day point, on forward, from this point on, Amen, I'm going to endure unto the end. I've got a made up mind. I've got a made up spirit. I'm going to make it all the way. Hallelujah. Would you step out right now and say, God, I'm going to endure. God, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. No matter what happens, no matter what goes, I'm going to make it, God. I'm committed, God. I'm committed, God. I'm going to see it to the end. The same that endureth unto the end shall be saved. Won't somebody reach out to God right now? Holy Ghost, come on church. Somebody needs to touch the Lord right now. Somebody needs to reach out to God right now. Somebody needs help from the Lord right now. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Holy Ghost power.